1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
2: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC.
2: I'm Corey.
0: And I'm Carly. And this is Season 17, Episode 9, A Polygamist Divorce.
2: A polygamist divorce?
0: But it already happened. Divorced. A polygamist divorced. Past tense.
2: Yeah, Cody's just finding out about it, actually.
0: <laughs> Y'all, this was... An episode that you should watch with caution if you were on any blood pressure medication of any type. We watched it stone cold sober, unfortunately. And so now we have a lot of thoughts, we have some drinks, and we're ready to talk about it. Unpack what we saw.
2: So let's kick off with the TLC description for this one. After dropping off Isabel in North Carolina, Christine tells her emotional sister wives that her house is under contract And she's moving to Utah in a week. Then Cody reveals that he no longer considers himself married to Mary.
0: We needed more of the end of that description there. I want to know more about him not being married to Mary. I want Mary to know.
2: Well, I don't think it was a reveal in this episode. I don't think it's fair to call it a reveal. I think we've all known that for quite some time. Maybe Mary doesn't know it yet, but he didn't really reveal it directly to her. This was still just another confessional interview where the producer was asking Cody about his relationship with Mary.
0: I hope that it comes up in another episode because she, in her confessional footage, is talking about, well, I I mean, I hope that we're not divorced. Are we still together?
2: See, this is just what a complete shock this was because it came out of nowhere, right? I thought things were so great with Mary <laughs> for this whole time. I was <laughs> deceived.
0: You could not believe this bombshell that they dropped on us, huh?
2: Absolutely came out of nowhere. (laughs) Zero notice.
0: You ready for my episode rewrite?
2: But I know we have the Carly episode rewrite. Let's hear it.
0: Mary sneaks into a family discussion. Cody finds out he's divorced. Robin reveals she's never watched the show. Christine prepares to fuck another man.
2: If that's her only way out of this by Robin's standards, then that's a sacrifice our freaky bitch is willing to make.
0: She is up to the challenge.
2: Don't threaten her with a good time.
0: (laughs) All right. We have another legal wife voicemail from Patreon. Again, you can join us in the virtual cul-de-sac at patreon.com slash surviving pod. And bear with us, legal wives, as we make our way through your voicemails. You all are speaking out loud.
2: You want to be heard. So let's hear our voicemail from legal wife, Teresa.
1: Hi, Corey and Carly, this is Legal Wife Teresa. Um, Thank you so much for being the highlight of my Sunday evenings. I love wrapping up the end of my weekend, um, just reliving all the craziness that is going on in the Brown household. Um, My question is this. So this season, I feel like many things are starting to become um, more moving towards kind of the inevitable conclusion um, with Christine leaving, Janelle becoming more um, ambivalent about the marriage and possibly considering leaving. So it started me thinking about what potentially the last episode in the series might look like. In my mind, the last episode would have Janelle leaving Cody, reuniting with Christine and them celebrating their independence and their fresh start to their lives. And then a scene of Robin and Cody sitting outside in some lounge chairs overlooking Coyote Pass, giving each other a celebratory look, a knowing look that they had achieved their grand plan. And then Mary creeping out from behind a tree and saying, Hey guys, I'm still here. What do you want to do tonight? So my question is, if you could script the final episode of Sister Wives, what would that look like? Thanks a lot. And have a great week.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for your voicemail, Teresa. This one is a fun one. I know I spent some time thinking about it. Corey, I don't know how long you spent thinking about it because I had a very clear picture of what I thought the end of the series would look
2: like. What does the end of the series look like for you?
0: No, let's start with yours.
2: Oh, you want to start with mine? Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, I think you're not too far off, Teresa, from the description that you provided as well, too. I feel like it has to conclude with Cody and Robin kind of realizing everything that they've been able to accomplish as a monogamous couple throughout this entire series, grifting this polygamous relationship status. I feel like there has to be that moment, but then I feel like I want more resolution with the kids. So I feel like I would need kind of like a callback. We would need to have like a reunion type thing where we would have our actual dad come and explain everything that we've experienced on the show. We would have Logan kind of give us an oversight, overview of everything that's taken place, lessons we've learned along the way, things we can appreciate.
0: He is a good narrator. Remember Maddie's graduation video?
2: The Tale of Two Maddies. Trademark. My (laughs) Sister Wife's Closet, Productions Incorporated, Limited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Their first and last motion picture.
2: Yeah, that studio folded pretty quick, unfortunately.
0: Are you ready for mine or did you have more?
2: I feel like for Christine, she's going to be living it. We should end with Christine getting remarried. She's going to have a successful relationship with a monogamous person.
0: How about we just see a figure come down the aisle and we don't know who it is. We have no idea. We've never been introduced to this person. And when they cut, there's a veil. It gets pulled up. It's Christine. It's Christine marrying Christine. It's very Lizzo moment.
2: Oh, whoa. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. You'd be more likely to have... Christine and Janelle running off together, but they wouldn't need to get married to do that.
0: We need to see their best friend relationship continue to unfold later in life. We need Thelma and Louise.
2: Well, maybe not that ending. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe not that exact ending, but just, you know, the connection, the vibe. What would the ending of the series look like to you, Carly?
0: All right. So hear me out. They finally build on Coyote Pass. One house. I already don't believe it. One house. One big house. But there's no Janelle anymore. It's just Mary, Robin, and Cody with one big house.
2: Is Janelle's grow operation still there?
0: She's taking it on the road.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: Hydroponic.
2: Crystal Palace.
0: (laughs) Plot twist. Robin leaves the family, finds a new man, richer, younger, dumber. Less angry? Maybe not dumber. Less, okay, less angry. And so we get what we deserve, where Cody and Mary get what they deserve at the end, which is each other alone in this big house. For eternity.
2: Do you eat corn?
0: <laughs> and of course, we have Christine and Janelle, and they are enjoying pina coladas on a beach somewhere, laughing.
2: Okay. I have a better ending now for Cody's storyline. It would be the police rolling up to the Biggie housey, <laughs> <laughs> like a la Jen Shaw from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It would be the FBI coming after Cody because Mary's been missing for quite some time. <laughs> For months. Nobody's known. She's actually been gone for like three years and nobody's noticed. (laughs) But the FBI noticed. And so they're coming to take him away.
0: I thought you were going to say the state of Arizona opens an investigation against the Brown family.
2: Oh, no. And we're just
0: right back at the beginning.
2: No, it would be they're searching for Mary's killer. And so they're starting with the murder tarp. They've come to collect that for evidence.
0: Maybe the most realistic ending is that the police stop Cody for something simple like running a red light, going five over in a school zone, and he gets arrested and thrown in jail because he has years of unpaid child support that he owes Christine.
2: Because he went to a lawyer to draft up legal custody papers and didn't realize that that was something that comes with that. Whoopsie doopsie.
0: I think Cody being... Held legally responsible for his own children and his own deadbeat behaviors would be just a chef's kiss. All right. I think we've really thought about a lot of different ways this
2: could end. I think we took a couple different angles <laughs> a couple layers there. There's some emotional moments. Let us know what you thought. If you have other alternate theories for the ending of the series, how do you think this story is going to culminate? How do you think this is all going to play out? How many seasons do you think it's going to take?
0: <laughs> we are nowhere near the end of this show.
2: I don't think so. There's no way. They will not stop beating this dead horse.
0: Speaking of, should we get this pony in the water? Because it's alive and well.
2: Oh, I saw what you did there. That was pretty good. It's almost like we're a professional podcast.
0: (laughs) It's almost like we're 160 episodes in, huh?
2: Wow. Okay, good. This is good. Let's kick things off with a road trip.
0: Except we only get pictures from the road trip. For the most part, there was a little bit of self-shot footage one day in the hotel. Christine was like, oh, fuck, I forgot to film some stuff. Let's do it right now.
2: Oh, but that was cute with all three of them piled up in the bed.
0: It was. But I'm at a point in my life where I can't imagine three people fitting into a bed.
2: Maybe that's why Christine sold the bedspread. I don't know. The bed set (laughs) might pick up the hotel set. You liked it so much. She's going to bring one back with her.
0: Do we imagine what this road trip is? It's obviously the trip to drive Isabel to North Carolina for school, which is where we left off at the end of the last episode. Christine and Isabel had a good time. The reminiscing on how great it was to drive across the country. Truly, not so much. She learned one thing from this trip, which is that Isabel's car is very, very, very small.
2: It's like a Yaris. It's very small. <laughs> and it is loaded to the brim. But thankfully, they weren't bringing any furniture. Christine made sure to sell all that off ahead of time. We're not bringing any of that. We don't have room for it anyway but then we get the callbacks again. The reasoning for it is we're trying to get a better representation of successful relationships, parental relationships. We need Truly and Isabel to experience these things before they get too old, before childhood is completely over. So Isabel's moving to North Carolina to witness Maddie and Caleb's perfect marriage. And then Christine is moving Truly to Utah to see Aspen and McKelty and their relationships, more extended family.
0: But Truly tells... Christine something she wasn't expecting on this trip, which is that she doesn't want to move because the kids have been playing things. Their cards are held close to their chests, right? They don't want to upset Christine. She's been through a lot. They've been watching their mom feel really sad, really hopeless the past year and a half or so. And they're really excited about the fact that she's leaving Cody and starting to do things that are going to make her happy. But some of these things are going to affect them too, like truly now having to move to Utah.
2: I thought it was really sad with... Isabel bringing up how it's been a really hard year the past year emotionally and where Christine is kind of emotionally reliant on Isabel throughout this hardship and through the breakup divorce type process that we've been going through here.
0: It was a little unhealthy. I think that this gives us a little bit more insight into why maybe Isabel decided to go to school so far away because that was a big question a lot of people had. You know, we know we saw, what was it, a couple seasons ago when they went and visited Maddie and Caleb, and she said she really liked North Carolina. But this was also, in a way, a good way to escape a situation that maybe she was sick of being in the middle of.
2: But do you think Cody's going to watch this and blame Christine for taking Isabel away from him, forcing Isabel out of the house? With her emotional problems that she kept dumping on her.
0: I think we're pretty clear at this point that literally everything is Christine's fault. (laughs) That's true. And we'll get to that more in this episode because Cody starts really trying to lay out a story for us that did not occur. They get to Maddie and Caleb's house and we have a surprise here. Hunter has traveled down to North Carolina to spend some time with them as well. So I think that maybe we should upgrade Hunter. In the Brown family hierarchy to dad number two. Logan, of course, will always be remembered as dad number one. But I have to say, Hunter has showed up for more things in Isabel's life in the past two years than Cody has.
2: That is true. We're not keeping score or anything, but uh, (laughs) we kind of are. So that's what's going on with Christine and her kiddos. Meanwhile, back in Utah and Parowan, we have Mary and her best gal pal, Jen.
0: As soon as I saw Jen appear on the screen, I just sighed because I knew what we were in for, which is Friday with Friends, but on Sister Wives. So anyone who's not familiar with Friday with Friends, it's this thing that Mary does on Instagram Live with her best friend, Jen, pretty much every week where they get online. They do not address any Sister Wives related questions, which takes pretty much all the fun out of it. And they just ramble about random shit and laugh as though they've had about Four glasses of wine.
2: Mostly it's just them talking about like whatever self-help book they're reading currently, but like pseudo self-help that's kind of culty as well.
0: It's also a big ad for the Marco Polo app, which I think maybe four people in the world have downloaded.
2: Mary, Jen, the catfish, and then who's the fourth person?
0: (laughs) Jen's husband. Try to get a hold of her.
2: Oh, okay, great.
0: Anyway, for anyone who doesn't know the background on Jen... Basically, and this is the way Mary likes to tell the story, she hired her for murder.
2: Not for murder. Oh, she for a cleaning service?
0: Yes. Jen, <laughs> she likes to leave it vague like that. Wink, wink. But, see, Mary can be funny sometimes. She's yeah. not always a bitch.
2: Mostly when it's about murder. <laughs> Mostly when death is on the line.
0: Jen used to have some type of extermination company and they met back in vegas and they became best friends so that's where jen came from
2: she's the dale gribble to mary's hank hill (laughs) and we see that play out
0: here basically she is the only person that mary can get to film with her at this point because all of her relationships with her family are in the shitter
2: well yeah and mary's used to having weird relationships with her family members but now things are like extra weird And so she misses that normal weirdness that she used to have. And she finds that with Jen. Jen's also been helping with the B&B over the summer since Bonnie passed away. So then that's been a big relief for Mary. I think the main takeaway here being that the only person who is here for Mary is Jen.
0: Get her a Fidelis necklace.
2: That's it. Get
0: one stat. Jen has earned it. Cody's not so sure, though. He is questioning... I guess, Jen's motives or her
2: character. Well, he doesn't really know what to question because he doesn't know what she's saying. He doesn't know what her stance is on things, but he knows, yeah, Mary needs a friend outside the family because she doesn't have any friends in this family.
0: The thing that made me laugh about that was what could he be, he'd be upset about? What advice is it that he doesn't like? Does he think that Jen is telling her to stick around?
2: I think he's upset that Jen helped out with the B&B, which then killed his plan of forcing Mary to move there and run it full time. Good call. Good point. I think that's what he's upset about here, but he can't say that.
0: He really needed everyone to fail to step up to help Mary so that she would be the only one who could run the B&B.
2: Oh, and she was so close too, because Mary was in need and none of her sister wives were able to support her in this endeavor, but Jen was. It didn't matter that there was COVID or distance because jen was actually up in like northern oregon at the time when mary called her and needed help none of that mattered only mary mattered and it's nice to feel like that
0: when she said that i was a little ticked off that the editing implied that it was a failure of her sister wives rather than a failure of cody to be a partner to her because that's what we've seen in the narration with christine is that cody has failed to be a partner And so we've seen that, again, when Mary needs a shoulder to cry on, somebody to help her out a little bit, some empathy from anyone whom is part of her family, just generally.
2: Well, whatever it is, it got enough notice that she did receive an invite to come to this family discussion that is taking place. So they're going to try and make it up to her by at least having her join in person.
0: Before we move past that, can we talk about Robin again inserting herself as the expert of all things Sister Wives related?
2: I didn't even write anything down because all I wrote (laughs) was that Robin spouts off a bunch of BS about Sister Wives and just wants to remind us all that Cody's dad married Janelle's mom just to keep it weird. Uh,
0: What? I must have blacked out during that.
2: See, that's what I'm saying. She just talked a lot. She said a lot of things.
0: Oh, I remember because she was talking about the relationship between Cody's mom and Janelle's mom
2: how special that is the sister wife bond but I think the main reason why she brought that up is just so that she could throw that in again about how weird it is that Cody's dad (laughs) married Janelle's mom
0: I guess she brought it back to jealousy too like sometimes two sister wives will just become best friends like say Mary and I who are just clearly the best of the best of besties
2: or what about Christine and Janelle Because then that's an exclusive That's a good point. So why is that okay for Robin and Mary to be best friends, but it's not okay for Janelle and Christine to be best friends?
0: Because when Janelle and Christine do that, it's a click.
2: Yeah. It's exclusive because it excludes me. (laughs) It's
0: (laughs) exclusivatory. All right. So Christine has had some good news. We're going back down to Flagstaff. She has found out that there is an offer on her house. She told Cody which was nice of her to do, but not really necessary. But the rest of the sister wives don't know. So that is our current status of who's in the know about what
2: at this point. So there's a lot going on still. So even though there's an offer on the house, Christine's got to move stuff around. She's got to get resettled in here. She sold her bed set. So now she is bedless. She slept on a couch for two weeks. Anything's better than sleeping in a bed that reminds her of Cody, though.
0: They were putting some type of bed into Gwen's old room. Was that Truly's bed? I don't. It it was it was ready for the trash. It seemed like it was something that you put together once and you can never take it apart and put it back together again.
2: Just please don't ever drag furniture around the way that Christine does in this segment. <laughs> please, nobody should be doing this.
0: She has no one to help her move
2: it. Truly
0: standing right there. Are you going to make an eleven-year-old child drag furniture around the house with you all day? She
2: helped with the bed to an extent. So with the Little cabinet or like the little cupboard thing that's their little bookshelfy. The cubbies that Christine keeps just pushing with her leg, dragging it across the carpet. Please don't do that. <laughs> it's literally grab how corners. I would move. No, further. grab corners. Oh my god, it's just shitty particle board on the bottom of that thing. It's just gonna peel off.
0: She has to get the carpet sliders.
2: Get the sliders. Get something.
0: Don't you guys have a lot of moving supplies? We
2: ask this every time they move. <laughs> And the answer apparently is always no. <laughs> we just have a lot of Cody's moving gloves, which apparently live in a box out in Christine's garage. She could have
0: used a pair of those. She should have put them on just for the irony.
2: Oh man. Yeah. Cause she did take a couple of shots at Cody here inadvertently as well too. Cause funny that you mentioned truly being 11, because as they were struggling to put sheets on the bed that they were setting up, Christine is giving truly a hard time calling her a 10 year old. And Truly has to correct her. I am 11. Did you forget my age? Mother.
0: (laughs) And then we all died of laughter because that's just fucking funny.
2: Man, she got him. You could tell Christine was laughing, legitimately laughing at that exchange as well, too. These are very clearly shots at Cody.
0: That is pure comedy. I hope that Truly takes all of this trauma and she turns it into a career in stand-up comedy.
2: Not everybody's cut out for it, but you could do it. I think you could do it.
0: Christine's at the point where she doesn't give a fuck about Cody or where he thinks about anything anymore because they have been back from this trip. It's been two and a half weeks and he hasn't seen Truly once.
2: They've moved out Gwen out of the house into her own place. They've moved Isabel out of the house all the way to North Carolina. They're moving all this stuff around, shuffling in the house itself. Life's just passing on by and Cody's nowhere to be found. But as it turns out, Cody doesn't want to go to Christine's house. Duh.
0: Well, he's got a lot of excuses, right? The first is he still doesn't have a place for Truly. Robin's Inn is full. There is nowhere for her to stay. I guess even the pantry is off the list.
2: Well, because Christine didn't take any of the food from their stash. So... They had to move it all in there. It's all there. There's nothing... That we can shuffle around here at all. But Cody keeps mentioning, we got to make some kind of an arrangement. We got to do this. We got to do that. I think when he's saying we, he's meaning Christine, but he doesn't even know what circumstance can be made that will have him be comfortable enough to interact with Truly.
0: Well, he doesn't want to see Christine. He doesn't want to go to her house. He doesn't want to interact with Christine. I mean, I agree that by default, he doesn't want to interact with Truly either because... There are lots of ways that you can make this happen, sir. There are are families, I'm going to tell you this, Cody Brown, where the parents cannot interact with each other, legally, cannot interface, and people still see their children.
2: Yeah, I don't know what scenario he's thinking up. If he can't have Truly over at Robin's house and he doesn't want to go and see Christine, is he just asking Christine to leave her house when he comes over?
0: I'm sure Christine would do that.
2: But he's not asking for that. Yeah, he's no. he's not going to do that.
0: She's 11 years old. She can't stand at the mailbox and wait for you to come pick her up and you take her to Dairy Queen for 25 minutes and you bring her back home.
2: Can't you pick her up and take her on her own murder tarp date somewhere out in the woods?
0: Coyote Pass. Is that not neutral ground?
2: Well, that's Janelle's ground now. She's kind of staked her claim.
0: So why can't he see truly at Janelle's? I well, know that there's
2: he doesn't like going to Janelle's right now either. <laughs> It's very true. He doesn't want to be punished twice at the same time.
0: He's just, he sucks so much. He's full of excuses. How long has it been? Months at this point? Didn't they start talking about this in June?
2: He was telling Christine all the things that he was going to get in place for Truly, to have Truly come over. And he can't even do that because Christine knows this dude's full of shit. He's going to say all this stuff to get me worked up to try and have me combat it. And it's like, oh, good. Okay, great. I would love to see when that happens.
0: I'm also annoyed because I hate Robin in this episode with a fiery passion more than I ever have before in my life. But thinking about relating it back to this, Robin has not been able to solve this problem either. I understand Cody's inaction because he just can't get his life together to address literally anything that has to do with anyone other than Robin and her nuclear family that they live with together.
2: So maybe that's what he meant by we. He meant me and Robin need to figure something out. And if you're having Robin be the brainchild to an operation, <laughs> it's it's going to take time.
0: I guess the thing that's pissing me off is you know that Brianna Aurora won't share a room. That's the problem.
2: Well, even Saul and Ari. And why does Ari need her own room? It's already been established that she, one, doesn't sleep at night, and two, if she does sleep, she sleeps in Cody and Robin's bed. Why does Ari need her own room?
0: Good question. Throw a toddler bed over in Cody and Robin's room, and that's it.
2: Do some bunk beds just for when Truly comes over. Oh no, we can't do that though, because Christine specifically stated truly needs her own room.
0: Why can't we kick one of the kids out who is an adult so that we can have one of the tender-aged children have a bedroom?
2: I would say that Truly's more tender-aged than ugh, most of Robin's children. Ugh. I can't even say it sarcastically. <laughs> Gross.
0: Choked on the words. Yeah. Luckily, we're not going to have to talk about this for too much longer because Christine's real estate Agent Terry heads over, and we find out a little tidbit about Terry, which is that she was friends with Janelle
2: first. A little friend of a friend. We got a referral going on here.
0: And Terry's got more good news, because his house had an offer on it when we last talked, but now we have a contract.
2: It's under contract. And then we start reflecting about very big, serious topics like family and scenery.
0: Terry's trying to make conversation for the camera, which was very weird, because she knows... A good amount about their family, but not exactly what's been going on. She hasn't been watching the show.
2: No, she doesn't watch.
0: She's like, well, she watches enough to know not to include Mary in this next sentence. Mm. (laughs) But She points out this is gonna be hard, isn't it? You're leaving Janelle and Robin.
2: It's gonna be a big change. And not just for you, but a big change for all the other people in the family, too.
0: Yeah. Not really too worried about the other people in the family, because at this point, Everything Christina's been working towards is culminating right now. Everything's happening super quickly. She's got this offer on the house. It's turned into a contract. She's going to move next week. So we've been talking about the plans, but now we're finally going to get to see them unfold.
2: So she's going to have to tell her sister wives about the plans that are unfolding. And basically her hopes are just that they don't hate her for sharing this information she doesn't even want them to understand. She just wants them to hear her and not hate her.
0: To be fair, that is a very lofty goal.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a tough one.
1: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
2: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt.
1: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health
0: It is the day that everyone is coming over to Christine's house. They're going to hear what's going on. It's the knife in the kidneys conversation. But as you know, for anyone who watched, we don't get to the knife in the kidneys.
2: We're saving that for next week. That's the cherry on top. (laughs) But boy, do we get quite a conversation here in this segment.
0: We've got to set where everyone's at, right? So Janelle pretty much knows what's coming. Robin... Is acting confused as usual, although maybe she's not acting because she genuinely gets confused later in this conversation.
2: Yeah, she's just stressed and she doesn't know what horrible thing Christine is going to unleash on the family. She's already brought the divorce into this and she just is wondering how Christine's going to make this whole thing even worse.
0: Mary and Cody, both angry about everything.
2: Just angry. All anger all the time. But Mary at least admits that her anger is A secondary emotion because she's actually hurt that Christine is leaving.
0: That's true. That's more emotional intelligence than Cody has because he doesn't know why he's angry. He's just angry. Just so angry. Angry
2: at everything. Angry about everything. Angry with everything. Just angry.
0: All right. So we have to tell everyone now, Christine says that the house is under contract. Janelle makes the mistake of celebrating that.
2: Yeah. Cody doesn't understand why Janelle would say yay to that. When it's horrible, detrimental news for Cody. So he's kind of pissed about it.
0: Not starting off great. And that was only the soft blow, right? Because now this is the real thing that's going to set everyone off. Then she tells them that she's moving to Utah with Truly in a week.
2: Also, yeah, we found a place in Utah. It only took three days of looking. And we're going to move there next week. So Cody is rubbing his eyes now. He's fully stressed out.
0: Robin did another one of those stressed faces that it's not a grin what would you call that a, grimace? a gr- <laughs> grimace this is really fucking up their plans because they were trying to trap her here and she has somehow found her way out
2: she weaseled out of this
0: mary isn't gonna congratulate her on leaving because that really doesn't make sense but then she's also sure to tell us that she's not jealous though
2: oh yeah mary is definitely not jealous that christine is leaving mary's strength isn't sticking around just like Carly proposed for the final episode of the series. Mary's there. Always has been, always will be.
0: I've said it once. I'll say it again. She is going to make sure her face is the last thing Cody sees before he closes his eyes and departs this earth.
2: And I like to think of that as not in an old age resting in your sleep sort of way. I think it's in um in more of a Jody Aries kind of way. <laughs> Where she's going to snap that picture when you're in the shower and then that's the last of you.
0: God. Someone makes the mistake of asking how truly is taking things, and Cody for the first time speaks up in the conversation because he was shocked. Truly, it turns out, took the divorce news very well. She was over it very quickly, and she was more devastated by the fact that they had to move, which really pissed him off.
2: Yeah, he's kind of bummed that he ends up being the secondary upset point because Truly's just more upset that they're moving away from Flagstaff and to Utah. So he doesn't get to be the source of the heartbreak here that she's so devastated that she's moving away from dad. So Cody then suspects Christine must have said something to make Truly be okay with the divorce.
0: Right. It can't have anything to do with the fact that she pretty much hasn't seen her father for a year and a half at this point. <laughs> And that he doesn't remember how old she is or even try to spend any time with her when he can.
2: Because then he takes a moment to ask, what kid is okay, just okay with their parents getting divorced? And it's like, well, most of the time, divorce usually changes the dynamic between a child and a parent. But in this case, it did not, because clearly she hadn't even noticed.
0: It was really more devastating for Cody, because when he had that conversation with Trulie, he found out that he was already divorced from Christine.
2: And that is just the brutal irony here, because we were all worried. earlier this season that Cody was going to spill the beans to truly about him and Christine being divorced, getting divorced. And here it is that truly is actually the one who breaks the news to Cody. You are already divorced. You are a divorced man now from my mom.
0: I just love that truly delivered that news. No, thank you, daddy.
2: (laughs) I guess I can kind of see where his confusion would be because to be honest, to be fair, they hadn't really met an agreement or anything at that point. I think it was because they had taken so much time explaining the fact that Christine was leaving. That took like three conversations. So they didn't really get to work out any of the other details.
0: Well, there's nothing to work out though. That's the point that Christine was making. They're not legally married, so they don't have to have a legal divorce. So what next step
2: is there? I guess some sort of finality because he was just trying to this is what he was hanging on to was because it was like this non-existent thing without having an actual process either. The way Cody's interpreting it, because he's clinging to this, is that it's never going to be official, the divorce itself. Whereas Christine is like, it. there's nothing official tying this together. So it is. The divorce is already in effect.
0: Well, luckily, we have Robin here to explain exactly how this is supposed to work.
2: Oh, boy. Yeah, she gets to chime in on a couple of different topics here. Divorce, as it turns out, in their religion, actually has quite a bit of paperwork involved in it. Even though nobody in this family is involved in their religion anymore, maybe except for Robin. So I guess she is the only person to be the authority figure to tell us what the status is and what processes you have to go through here. But you have to get the paperwork, you get approval... And then you got to prove that the marriage is broken, okay? (laughs) Again, was
0: this family not excommunicated from their church a decade ago?
2: Literally excommunicated from the church.
0: So does their faith even recognize their marriages anymore if they were excommunicated?
2: Well, and here's the thing. Christine openly says that she is not a part of their religion anymore. So she's not a part of the religion. So you can fuck off with that shit. It doesn't apply.
0: She also made a comment that made it sound like Cody also does not believe in their faith anymore, which he said a couple seasons ago, didn't he?
2: Well, yeah. And he's outright dismissed polygamy in general as well, too. Back in season, what was that, 15? I think he was having a mid-season meltdown. That might have been 14. It's been going on for a while. So what the fuck is she talking about? It gets worse. Oh, yeah, because then we get a couple more details from Robin because Robin is of the understanding that until Christine is physical with another man, she's still married to Cody. (laughs) What
0: was that? What is that? Did she make that up? Somebody has to tell us someone who has some insight more than we know, because it feels like none of them really know any of the rules within their religion. And I really feel like Robin makes things up and they all just believe her.
2: Well, and there were some theories in the discord this week as well, too, that we were chatting about that some people had mentioned too. Robin, of course, being the only holy person here in their religion, who's also been through a legal and spiritual divorce from her first marriage, her first husband, if you'll allow your brain to let that reality sink in. She kind of mixes, maybe. She's been through that process, and she probably didn't even understand which steps were the legal process of getting divorced and which steps were spiritual symbolic steps of getting divorced.
0: Why is having sex with another person a requirement, though, to finalize
2: your divorce from somebody? I bet you that is some weird purity bullshit that she heard from some pastor or preacher or someone from her faith, who was instructing her and reassuring her about her renewed virginity that she'd be able to offer Cody at some point.
0: You're probably right. And that's so disgusting. I would like to think that it has more to do with Robin's manipulation in that we know when she joined the family, she had to get added to the house rotation. I want to call it the bedroom rotation, but that's what it was, right? Before they actually got married. So what was going on in that bedroom? I want to know now.
2: Y'all been kissing? More than kissing.
0: I really feel like Robin's problem is that she doesn't want to see Christine in the afterlife after this betrayal. So she has to make sure that it is spiritually taken care of.
2: Right. But if Christine isn't in the faith, doesn't that exclude her from the afterlife then too?
0: I don't know. I feel like we're getting to a lot of questions that probably people within the faith probably don't even really know the answers to. I was going
2: to say, there's no way that Robin knows the answers to these things either.
0: Janelle gets it though. Christine's left their faith. So the rules just don't apply to her anymore. Why would it matter? It doesn't.
2: It doesn't matter. I guarantee you it doesn't matter.
0: The thing that enraged me about this conversation from the start was that it really felt like Robin came into this conversation ready to be Cody's flying monkey.
2: I feel like Robin and Cody were very much on the same page as far as what their understanding was and interpretation of the situation. And that was not. Accurate to what it actually was that was taking place between his relationship with Christine, where things have stood for years. We'll get into a couple other examples here shortly, but I think their perception and the storyline that they built in and the narrative that they were fighting and arguing about didn't align with what was actually taking place.
0: Mm -hmm. It was just Cody stayed quiet for a lot of the conversation and let Robin really be the one who did all the talking which had its drawbacks, to be honest. (laughs) He maybe should have spoken up for himself so that we had a coherent conversation.
2: Oh man, because we did not have that for a little while here because Robin is still trying to piece together what is going on in this conversation.
0: This is the point where Mary's like, "Uh, hold on. So if the way it works is that you can just decide that you're not spiritually married anymore, then what does that mean for me and Cody? Because he's made it clear that he doesn't want to work on our marriage.
2: Uh Uh-oh. And now Mary is questioning everything that she knows. We haven't reached a full existential crisis for her yet, but we might be on the path for that.
0: I cannot wait for him to tell her that she can go ahead and marry someone else if she wants.
2: Because he literally does. He says that (laughs) to the producer. But yeah, this is scary for Mary. Mary does not like this approach where one party can just decide, hey, we're not married anymore. Because that means that Cody could just decide that he's not married to her anymore. And again, that affects her. So that's scary.
0: Well, and this whole thing is hypocritical, right? Because Cody decided that he couldn't have a functional marriage with Mary anymore. So he stopped interacting with her like a married person and she stuck around. Christine was the one who decided she couldn't have a functional relationship with Cody anymore and she rejected him. And then she decided to get out of there and he's not comfortable with how quickly she's moved on. And that's his problem. Even though the essence of the situation is the same in that one party didn't want to be in a marriage with the other anymore.
2: Well, and the other difference that he points out as well, too, is that Cody's relationship with Mary has been falling apart in slow motion for the better part of 15 years.
0: Isn't it basically the same timeline for Christine? No,
2: no. See, that's where you'd be wrong, according (laughs) to Cody, because Christine just one day here in Flagstaff, out of the blue... Figured out that she'll never be happy in this relationship with Cody. And she's just suddenly leaving with no other notice. She hasn't brought this up ever before. No warning. Completely out of the blue.
0: Except it's not out of the blue. And we'll hear about that in a minute.
2: It's definitely not. Yeah, that is complete sarcasm.
0: But first, poor Janelle. This is the second time she's, well, it's really the third time she's spoken up in this conversation. And again, it it doesn't hit well. Because she says she doesn't regret the fact that they kept the family together for so long, that they kept doing this, even though, you know, it may have been hard. There were struggles. They have this cohesive family that came out of it and this bond with the kids.
2: Cody doesn't see it that way. Cody basically sees it as three of Janelle's kids, like three of Christine's kids. And that's not a cohesive unit to him.
0: First of all, I don't think Cody remembers the number of children that each of the wives have or could even name them all. He Definitely could not give ages. We know that. We know from our own interview with Peyton that he considers his brothers, meaning his brothers from Janelle, are his best friends.
2: because yeah, I thought that was weird that Cody listed off Peyton specifically as one of the kids who doesn't fit into this family system, but that is not what Peyton told us directly.
0: He also mentions Leon, and then of course Dayton, Rora, Brianna, because how could Dayton, Rora, Brianna not be a victim of this family?
2: But then that's what Janelle has to point out, too, is that Cody's seeing all of this through kind of this lens, this perspective of Robin and her kids experience, which there's some weird filter for whatever reason that her children have been slighted by the entire Brown family and were never official members of the family, even though they discredited that storyline in probably season three, (laughs) I think, was when they were trying to put the nail in that coffin. Didn't work out that way. It's just weird, though, that they're all coming at it from this defensive, wounded place.
0: I thought it was really interesting that Janelle made that observation, because for me personally, I don't understand why would you want to be in a relationship with somebody who only colors all of their interactions with the rest of the family based on what's good for this small part of the family?
2: Well, and even that, she's pointing out we do get together for larger family things at holidays and other events, and it's not weird. So I don't know... What this is like, yes, we can't all spend every moment of every day together, but that doesn't mean that there aren't these bonds or that you don't have a basis of a relationship there.
0: Cody tells us a little bit what he means. And he explains that there's just this constant connection with Robin and her kids because they communicate with him. They involve him.
2: They validate him is what he means, actually. But he's always with them. That's why he's getting that experience. (laughs) Right. If you don't ever leave those people... Yes, you're going to be getting that from them all the time.
0: He doesn't make an effort with his kids, the other ones, aside from Robin's kids. That's the problem, right? He's just spent two plus weeks away from Truly. He expects the kids to go out of their way to communicate with him, but he doesn't call them, which was an issue we saw them talk about during COVID. So why is it that he needs everyone else to do the work for him to maintain relationships? It's just really frustrating that it seems like the only relationships he's willing and able to continue to maintain are those that happen within the walls of the Shira Chateau.
2: This is where Cody starts chuckling to himself here because he can't figure out why he's so angry. And it's like, yeah, dude, go to therapy. That's the sign for that. (laughs) If you're just angry all the time and you don't know why, because you're so not in tune with your own emotions, you need to figure that out, man. He's only
0: got one emotion. It's anger by default. And
2: he needs Robin to tell him what it is and why. (laughs) What are the emotions that I'm having and why?
0: Now he thinks that he's going to start, I don't know, catching Christine in something because he tells her, you know, I had to find out that you wanted to leave from Maddie.
2: A long time ago. You were telling Maddie a long time ago about this, about leaving, because he's heard it through the rumor mill that he's not a fan of, that he has talked down about so much. But he did hear this, and Christine has to explain to him, yes, if you're hearing things through the grapevine, you need to go to the source because there's a whole other conversation and additional context that you're not getting as part of that little tidbit of information.
0: Her neck is so red at this point in the conversation. She's getting angry now in response to the things that are being put out there because she was just trying to have a normal conversation like, hey, guys, there's an offer on the house. It's been accepted. We're under contract. I'm moving in in a week. Can you please leave? (laughs) And Now we're starting to debate things that she doesn't really want to get into. And she's not looking to throw kids under the bus like Cody just did, where he just mentioned Maddie's name. And that kind of pisses him off because he wanted her to start telling him who said what to her because she tells him that, well, you know, the other side of the story is that I had kids coming to me asking, why do you stay? Why are you still there? Why don't you leave dad?
2: Because clearly Cody hasn't watched the show. You could have heard it directly from Christine on the show about 10 years ago.
0: The thing that pissed me off about that, too, was that Mary again sat there and said nothing in the corner, just observing the conversation. When you know that people ask Mary on a regular basis, and I have to believe that some of the kids have asked her that, too. We know that strangers ask her on a regular basis online. But why do you stay, Mary? And she said fucking nothing. And you know some of the kids have said that to her, too.
2: She talked about it two episodes ago. She had a whole post about it on Instagram.
0: Cody doesn't think that's true, though, because he is just such a great dad that this must have been another thing that Christine manipulated by telling the kids that she was in a loveless marriage. And that would be the only thing that would ever make them ask her why she would stay.
2: Yeah. His kids would not be telling Christine to leave unless she were saying these horrible things about the marriage that she's in. So it's Christine's fault. She's turned these kids against me.
0: So she's just trying to shut down this conversation, right? Look, the moral of the story is that the kids saw this for a long time I've been unhappy for a long time.
2: This is where Robin steps in.
0: This is where she outright calls Christine a liar.
2: Yeah, because Robin apparently can't believe that the kids would know all of these things, all of these details about their relationship, wouldn't have picked up on any of those signals on their own. There's no way that her children could have known how terrible the relationship was.
0: Well, it didn't happen because everybody was happy in the cul-de-sac. No one was unhappy it was an amazing time for the whole family. So unless you were faking that in front of me, I remember.
2: Oh, Robin remembers so much. She remembers remembers hearing good things. Remember seeing dates. I remember. What, what, were you faking all of that? Like, bitch, do you watch this show?
0: Someone get Robin a Discovery Plus login because... <laughs> You can go back and watch the footage. Nobody was having a great time in the cul-de-sac.
2: Robin was seriously trying to pitch the idea that everything was good for everybody in the cul-de-sac, completely disregarding how much Christine struggled, so much, the multiple bouts of couples therapy, the line of questioning that went along with allowing Cody to install wrestling mats in Christine's garage for increased amounts of visitation. The cardboard boat fight that they had, the cardboard regatta.
0: The many RV fights that they had.
2: So many of those. And also, yeah, who else was a bright beacon of a successful relationship in this polygamist lifestyle? Mary and Cody, who Mary was so desperate for any sort of attention from any man that she was catfished online. That was such a great time in our lives. And your relationship was never better with Cody in that time.
0: Remember when Janelle had an existential crisis over Robin becoming the legal wife and worrying that maybe Cody might start to favor her and her children?
2: And we had to brush that aside. No, 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 no. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Why would you ever get that little thought in your head?
0: Everyone was happy, though. And I don't even understand how we got here to the point that we're talking about other people's relationships. You can see everyone else starting to look a little bit confused as well in the conversation, but they're just letting Robin and Christine go at it at this point
2: but it's mostly just Robin going at it because she's just accusing Christine of all these things. Oh, you, you lied about all these things. You're a liar. And things are, things were great with everyone. And it was so good. And then Mary's like, I think Robin heard something wrong. But I don't want to say anything because she's kind of on a roll and I'm going to let her go with it.
0: That was my favorite clip of the episode was just cutting to Mary on the couch. I think Robin misunderstood the assignment. Yeah, a
2: little bit. (laughs) Um, But I'm not going to correct her either because it sounds like she has a lot to get off her chest.
0: Now, Janelle, Janelle gives us some amazing insight because this is where she says this conversation is like weird as fuck because Cody and Robin are trying to invalidate Christine's feelings and make her feel as though this decision to leave is something that she just decided to do on a
2: whim. Kind of like making it seem like Christine is flighty and irrational, the way that Cody has always mentally portrayed her to be.
0: Or a princess who asks for too much and is demanding, doesn't like when she doesn't get her way.
2: So this is where Robin gets combative because if you didn't think she was already, goes full accusatory about Christine and Cody being completely unable to communicate.
0: Well, Christine's trying to talk about the conversations that she and Cody have had recently. We didn't even get to hear where she was going with that because Robin interrupts her.
2: Jumps right in on it and accuses Christine of, well, you guys don't communicate. So I don't know how you can say that your communication has been really good the last six months because you and Cody don't actually communicate. It doesn't count. Because I didn't interpret it, so it doesn't actually count.
0: (laughs) Cody gets all shitty about this, too, because he's like, well, basically what's been happening is Christine's just deciding what she wants to do. And then she tells me, and that's it. So that's not really communication, which is somewhat true. But all he does is shrug his shoulders whenever she does try to communicate with him.
2: Well, I just love, yeah, because now that Christine has found her inner She-Ra, because she has the power now, as Cody says. Now it's a problem. But I love how, too, Robin was just complaining about how everything was perfect in Vegas. Everything was great. But then you're immediately following that up by telling Christine that she and Cody don't actually communicate. So are you admitting then that their entire marriage was a sham? Because if they were never able to effectively communicate, how can you have a successful relationship? You don't get to pick both. But that's what Robin is accusing Christine of. So Christine knows this is all ridiculous. Everybody in this conversation knows this is absurd.
0: It's very apparent, too, that Christine must have seen a therapist. I really think they had a lot of conversations about Cody being a narcissist or something, or the toxicity of the way this family communicates with one another. Because when Cody disagreed with her about the level of communication, she just said, oh. Leave it be. That's what she Oh, huh. A lot of reactions that Don't warrant a response from a person trying to shut down any potential comeback or way that it could turn in and spiral to another another fight.
2: Right. But Robin keeps ratcheting this up as the conversation keeps going, because now Robin is getting pissed that she thinks that Christine said that the only relationship that was good when they were in Vegas was between Robin and Cody, because that's what Robin heard somewhere. (laughs) Everyone else is like, what? (laughs) She never said those words. Because everybody looks at her like she's fucking crazy because nobody came close to saying that. That is not what Christine said. And nobody knows where those words came from that Robin is interpreting because it's all in Robin's head. Right. And this is not the first
0: time that this has happened. Let's harken back to the Olive Garden therapy session that they had, the intervention back in what was that? Season 15 that Janelle called them all to talk about the lack of the family getting together and the way that the dynamic had changed. And when Janelle was the one who actually brought up that it had gone all the way back to Vegas, that that's when things started to really fall apart. That's when Robin started to cry about how we got to talk about the pink elephant in the room, which is that they think that Robin's the one who ruined the family. So whenever they talk about Vegas, not being great, Robin interprets it as her being the one who destroyed the family.
2: That's why she's so defensive, but I can't imagine how annoying it must be to try to have a conversation and keep Robin in the loop while you're trying to sort out all these complicated relationships between all these adults.
0: I thought Robin was supposed to be a great communicator. Wasn't wasn't that in her Pinterest bio?
2: It was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
0: Janelle is literally rolling her eyes while Robin is talking because she's bringing up Janelle and Cody's relationship. And Janelle's like, look, I do not want to be part of this, especially if it's in backing Robin and Cody up in this conversation, because she's here to support Christine.
2: Well, because, again, I love how Robin's talking out of both sides of her mouth here because she's telling Christine, that's fine if you want to say that. You and Cody tried with your relationship, but that's not indicative of everybody else's relationship. So don't bring everybody else's relationships into it. But remember, back in Vegas, Janelle and Cody had a good relationship. It's like you're bringing it up. You're pulling other people's relationships into this. You're telling Christine she's not allowed to do that, and then you're proceeding to do that. I could
0: not handle being part of this conversation.
2: Man, but because then yeah, Robin has to come up with it. I don't know. I guess I got confused. I don't know how I got that out of what she said. I she also know. doesn't apologize, though. No. For jumping down her throat. No. All of the accusatory things because she gets so defensive about it and she's just in her own head. She's not even listening to what's going on. She's internalizing all this stuff and getting combative and defensive.
0: So now that Cody is all riled up, he finally speaks again. He's been really thinking about what's the next thing they're going to go to in this conversation because Robin has thrown out the whole lack of communication, the fact that Vegas was great for everyone and Christine's a liar. So now he goes to something even bigger and grander.
2: Well, we have to shift gears because we've established that the basis that we were going to try and attack Christine on, that was not proper ground. We do not have permission to engage effectively on those grounds because Robin fucked that up. So now we have to find something else to attack Christine on.
0: So now he's getting up on his pulpit. The man who doesn't believe in his faith anymore.
2: (laughs) The defrocked Cody Brown, as he is self-proclaimed to be the failed priest. Oh, he is a mother frocker for sure.
0: (laughs) And he talks about how they spent the last 12 years working to convince the public that their lifestyle is legitimate. And it's as though what Christine is doing by leaving the family is delegitimizing everything. Cody's life work.
2: I think that his failures as a husband and father that have been extensively documented on reality TV, that should be the bigger testament (laughs) to his failures.
0: We've been watching this show for 12 years, not because we want to see you succeed, but because we've been watching you slowly fail. We've been watching the car crash for a long time.
2: Just like with you and Mary's relationship. It's kind of like that.
0: And again, the past two seasons, he's been bitching about how he didn't want to be an advocate for polygamy anymore. But now we've got to throw it in Christine's face that she's the one who's fucking this up for them. That now, why did they even make this show for all these years? Because she's the one who's ruining it. But
2: Christine knew that this was going to be part of it. Facing the public as part of leaving... Cody Brown, that was going to be something that she was going to have to endure as well, too. If people want to be upset about it, go for it. That's fine. But she's made her decision. She can't stay with someone who clearly has favorites and makes that abundantly known in the family. And she can't stay with somebody who keeps breaking her kids' hearts. She had to finally stand with her kids and make that decision for them as well.
0: Hey, Janelle, are you listening? You chose the kids. You chose the dog. Let's see you choose Christine. Next episode. Everyone starts melting down because this conversation is continuing. It's a two-parter. They're accusing Christine of never accepting Robin from the very start. Mary thinks that Christine has acted in a way towards her that has shown disdain. Cody thinks that she's never tried to have a good relationship with any of these people. And we watch everyone storm off while Janelle stays behind and gives Christine a hug on the porch.
2: And I think this was just because, again, Christine wasn't engaging in most of these shots that they were taking to try and pick a fight. So they just had to keep throwing every single slight that she's ever had and then yell at her about it until they get a reaction. But it still doesn't seem like it works. It's just Cody blows up and then he storms off. But it doesn't look like Christine engages or retaliates in any way. But we'll have to see next week and kind of figure out what's going on there.
0: I have a feeling that this is going to be the knife in the kidneys, which we we saw, but that'll be probably like the first part of the episode. And then I think we're going to get into Christine actually leaving.
2: Christine actually leaving and maybe just that weird standoff that happens between Christine and her kids and then Robin and her kids. The goodbye party. The farewell, (laughs) adieu. And yeah, if you're placing that party immediately following this conversation, that's going to explain some of the tension.
0: Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast or leaving your view on Apple podcast or Spotify.
2: Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod.
0: Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week.